everyone. Welcome to this third anniversary of Mink Life Motivation Live. Yes, right. Today, three years ago, we launched this show, and I'm excited for us to dive into the topic today. Today's moderator is actually one of the first guests on the show, so this is a very special treat. Let's get this party started. Hello, hello everyone. This is my name is Irina Strunin and this is Mink Life Motivation Live. And yes, what Monica said, I was one of the first guests on this show three years ago. So let's talk about the spirit animal. Are you struggling with balance in your life? This is the conversation that we are starting today with our guests, Karen and Denise. And I also wanted to mention, we have also co-hosts on the show. So if you are watching it, co-host on the couch, please type your thoughts, ideas, comments, anything, questions. We are going to read it all and answer it and voice it. So participate in our show, be an active listener. So back to our questions. Um, first of all, I would like to invite Karen to introduce herself and then Denise introduce yourself so we could go with the knowing who is speaking it. Okay, well, I'm Karen Bashford. I'm a soul healer and change facilitator. I basically work with women who are stuck um, ready to make change, not, don't necessarily know what change they want to make. Um, I'm psychic. I am able to see the future for you and then help you heal the past. So that's me and I love what I do. Thank you, Karen. And Denise, by the way, Denise was hosting this show for almost the entire season. So today I'm honored to actually interview her and so to have her as a co-host. It's nice to change seats, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm Denise Belil, I'm a 780 expert. And I had a big smile when uh, Karen was talking about what she does, because uh, when I work about with my people, I say things, it's all good. And I tell people that you can't change the future and you can't predict the future. You can, you can change the past and you can't predict the future. And Karen, she said she can't tell me my future. So we'll have to have a conversation and see how what will come out of that. So I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much, everyone. And life is good. It's all good. Excellent. Thank you. So now um, I'm Irina Strunina. I am health strategist and I'm here to moderate this conversation. Let's go with the uh, questions that we have prepared for our guests. Um, why are the passion, why you are passionate about helping people with their emotional balance using your zone of genius? I have two real experts on it and I would like Denise to start and then Karen will follow with her um, thoughts on it. Thank you. 
it's very important when people want to have serenity in their life, when they want to have peace in their life, to be emotionally stable. And what does that mean? For me, it means that you are in control of your life. You are in control of your emotion. And that's what I, with my zone of genius, that's how I support people. I teach them that what you see in front of you is just one reality. It's just like if I want to see something else, I want, and then I just, whoop, I put different glasses and then I see things differently. So that's exactly how that works with your mind. You can decide to not get upset in different situations. You can decide to not um, be angry, not to be fearful, not to, you know, everything is a choice. And so the emotional balance and the stability in your life is a choice. Because any situation that will arise you can decide, do I want to be angry or do I want to be neutral? It's possible neutrality is good or do I want to be happy? You can be both. You can be happy about a situation and then be sad about that situation. So while you're working on your stability, you're working on what you perceive and how you react to it. It's just like changing your glasses. It's just like being able to see life differently and I'd say, oh, that's why that person doesn't get upset. So it's uh, because they don't have the same glasses that I have. So you see life differently and I teach you how to build your brain to build that into your life. So that's my zone of genius. Absolutely. Thank you, Denise. And Karen, um, what about you? What will be your answer to this question? Okay, um, my zone of genius is actually connecting you back to your soul and having that place of calmness where you constantly connect to your own intuition, you listen to your own inner guidance and you listen to your own guides. And in doing so, you create an environment for yourself where you are calmly confident knowing you're taking the actions you need to take without any other kind of interference. And when I say other kind of interference, I'm referring to the beliefs that you create from your past, those that you are constantly utilizing to create what you're creating in your reality now. And emotionally, your body stops reacting in the sense of most of us make our decisions based on how we react emotionally. You have such a calm body, calm mind, that you just don't react in the same way. You give yourself space to breathe. And in making different choices, because you are in this calm space, life just flows. And personally, I just love being in that arena of calmness, of knowing that every decision I make, every choice I make is based upon what is right for me, taking into account everything that's going on around. And I just, I just adore the consequences of being able to do that and seeing the results that the women I work with achieve because of that. Absolutely. She's like the sister from another mother. 
Yes. <laughs> to me, to me, I am listening. And it's like you, you creating a, 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 such a message to everyone here, but you are repeating uh, the same similar ideas. So people actually could resonate probably better with, with, with that. Hey, 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 yo, this is one of our uh, co-hosts from the couch. Thank you for joining us. And I wanted to say that I'm not expert on this spirituality, but I also one who is trying to help people to be happy, just to be happy. My personal observation is that when people are not feeling good, they cannot be completely happy because something hurts. So I'm helping people to start making changes, to believe that something is possible. And the first move they could do, the smart move, they could start working on their health. And once their health improved, everything else starts turning into the blooming um, garden. So what is our next question we're going to talk about? So let's get motivated with our two days focus. And uh, why is have your spiritual practice important for professionals to thrive in your life and business? Why is have your spiritual practice important for professionals to thrive in your life and business? And Karen, let's start with you now. Okay, so to me, spiritual practice doesn't mean meditation. I'm the world's worst for meditating. Try and get me to sit still. And I am literally like a fish flapping everywhere. I just cannot sit still. So for me, spiritual practice is literally coming back to my heart and listening to what my mind, body and soul is communicating to me at any time. And being in this place of peace. So it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. I am constantly calm. I have an app on my phone that tests stress levels. And the only time I get stressed is if I'm exercising. Would you believe it? Life in general is not stressful. And I am dealing with constant stress simply because I have to deal with a mother who's got dementia. But I'm not stressed. My body is totally calm and centered. So to me, to be a professional, to thrive in life and business is to have this center of calmness where you're not thrown out of sync because somebody says something or something happens that stops you from really being centered, it makes no difference. You remain centered. And for me, that's the best place to be. This calm, centered feeling that's constant. And I just, it's just phenomenal. All right, being centered, being centered. I, I just wanted to quote uh, Denise, but I think she can do it herself. 
uh, when she's answering the, this question. Why is have your spiritual practice important for professionals to thrive in your life and your business? Thank you, Irina. I will I will go back a little bit to what um, to a sense of what uh, Karen said. Like spiritual practice is something different for everyone. It doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be uh, sitting down in a lotus form and meditating 10 hours a day. It, it, it all something individual. And it could be either one of them that I just mentioned or more. For me, I, I often believe that my brain is so powerful that whatever is going on in there, that's what's going to happen moving forward in my life. So that's how I predict my future is my thought will dictate my words and it will dictate my action. So for me, having a spiritual practice is building mindfulness. And mindfulness is just being aware of what's around you, being aware of your thoughts, being aware of your surrounding, being aware of what's other people are saying and how does that affect you internally and why does it affect you being aware of when you interact with your clients how does that land if it doesn't land properly then be aware that that's not working so review that and try another technique try another way so the way i would express the spiritual practice why is it important for professional to thrive is for me is if you were just to start to build awareness around your thought, your word, your action, and the action and the words and the, you can't know the thought of other people, but be aware what's going on around you. And when you do that, you will raise yourself to a different level. You will listen better. You will, in coaching, we call that like listening to level three which mean you're totally, totally aligned with the other person. You're not thinking about, oh, what am I going to answer when after she talks? Oh, yeah. And last time, you know, she, she talks about she had a problem with her husband. Oh, yeah, I remember last time I had problem with my husband. And now you're not listening, right? So when you are in level three, when you are alert awareness of what's going on around you, listening to other people, that will raise your level of spirituality in connection with yourself, but everybody else around you. All right. So be centered and be aware. And we have also the comment from uh, our Facebook user, co-host on the couch. Spiritual practice is for emotions like exercise is for the body. It makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes, definitely. And um, I, for myself, I am, as I said, I am more about actions rather than um, focusing on spiritual health. But at the same time, just had a show where we were talking about the importance of the stress control, stress management. So this is something that also helps i think for those who knows how to um, manage their stress how to uh, practice those whatever it is it may be meditation it may be a breathing exercise it may be just 
the importance of and the, the the art of doing nothing and just be calm so whatever it is whatever helps you to get back to center get aware of what is going on around you so you could actually take actions and be resultative productive on on your actions well let's stay inspired how has not having great coping skills been a problem for you in the past and how did you overcome it so what challenges did you have denise how about you <laughs> oh thank you just so you know i have not always been this way i have not always been this way things have progressed over the years and you don't you're not born serene and like karen and i are talking about like stress doesn't affect us and things like that you grow into it and and it has been a problem for me in the past if i go back 30 years at that time i had only 10 years of meditation under my belt and and I was I was on the right path, but I would still get angry and snappy at people and and not being happy in my skin and still having to develop and find who I am. And and one day I I attend one of the seminar a seminar and they were talking about emotional intelligence. And when I discover emotional intelligence, it was life changing for me. It didn't change overnight, but I started to make amazing progression into my life in recognizing my emotion, recognizing what's going on. Why do I get angry? What's my influence? How does that work for me? Why are people angry? Can I recognize whenever they are angry or happy or different emotion? And that's what emotional intelligence does is allow us to have better communication with the other people so that we hear them better we understand them better and then we understand ourselves better but the number one thing that i can say that actually changed my life is at that time i became 100 percent responsible for what happened to me so no more I, I don't think any of you here which i've been hanging around for a while have heard me say it's not my fault i don't say that anymore it's not in my vocabulary whatever happened i take responsibilities if i had a you know a mishap or broke my ankle or or this and that it's it's my fault like there's different circumstances in my life that led me that taking some choices that led me in a situation that led to an outcome but i'm responsible for the path i'm walking and i'm responsible for the emotion i have I don't blame uh, Joe for making me hungry. That's his fault. He made me angry. No, that doesn't work like that. I'm in charge. If I get angry, I let myself become angry. Nobody makes me angry. So, so that was a big, big shift in my life from being someone that was being triggered, someone that would snap, someone that would be nasty to other people, to taking responsibilities and now i am made a huge changes in the way i live my life because i feel that i can't blame anybody else so i may as well 
move on and be happy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So meditation was not doing it for you until you learned that um, trick. Really, yeah. taking responsibilities for your actions. Like I, I hate to know how I would have been if I didn't meditate at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it did help. I don't say meditation doesn't help, but I was still getting snappy and angry and all that. So, but taking responsibility for my life, then it allowed me to, to, um, to make those changes. Empowered you. Empowered yeah. you. Yeah. So Karen, what would be your take on this? How has not having great coping, coping skill been a problem for you and how you overcame? Okay, well, Denise made a very relevant point. It's being responsible for your actions, knowing that you are the creator of your life. It took me a long time to realize that part of my problem was I did not know how to love myself. I certainly didn't trust myself. So consequently, um, the actions I took were always, I wasn't good enough, I shouldn't be doing this, or I should be doing this. I know that I landed up in two abusive relationships because my parents were unable to tell me they loved me or hugged me. So consequently, I was missing love in my life. And as a child, you have to have that love. You have to have that confirmation through touch and through affirmations, as much as through the actions your parents take, that you are loved. And my coping mechanism was finding somebody who could give me that same love that I knew already, even though it wasn't the right kind of love. And once I'd realized that my body was telling me that I had to get out of the relationship I was in after 16 years, it was like this massive wake up call that I was physically ill due to the fact I'd been ignoring my body's warnings and the love I was receiving was not the kind of love that I wanted or needed. So it was a case of what do I do now? And that's what started me on my journey of being a soulful healer, of um, making ch changes at such a deep level for myself um, that made all the difference. It is recognizing that you have to have love and the love you have to have has to start with you. And that's part of responsibility. And when you discover that you can love yourself, regardless of your size, what's going on in your health, what you believe about yourself, everything comes back to love. And when you start to love yourself, you start to realize that your actions are the creator of your outcomes, your reality. Discovering that you can change that is phenomenal as far as I'm concerned. And the day that I realized I could manifest something different was huge. It was like this big moment of, oh, really? Kind of feeling to it, that excitement at the same time, slightly shocked that, 
in changing how I felt through changing my thoughts, I created a totally different outcome. And that to me was the start of learning to truly love myself and truly trust myself. And in realizing that the universe never lets you down. The only person lets you down is yourself. That made a huge, huge difference. All right. Well, I'm listening to both of you. I'm kind of like, okay, uh, what about me? Because for I, for the way how I was brought up, really, the the whole thing was like, suck it up. Uh, everything, whatever happens, just like who you are to complain, you have this, this, and that, and people somewhere else are suffering from that. You know this, you know. There are some people who cannot eat what you have on your plate. There are some people who would uh, give everything to give to have the um, living arrangements that you have and things like that, or the shoes that you are wearing. So suck it up. And I was doing it pretty well. Uh, I was controlling my emotions and would not let it go. Uh, so people even were saying that, look, you always are calm and you are not overreacting, but that was at expense of my personal like not believing into the fact that i deserve as karen said love that i am actually in charge of what i am doing uh, because everything is for me was was directed from by somebody else uh, and only when i started working with actually mink life motivation people and denise and, and monica and other people they brought it to my attention that I have to pay more attention to myself. I have to love more myself. I have to, uh, even though I didn't blame much uh, people around me and I was thankful for everything that is happening, but at the same time, I actually can create for myself the situations that I also will benefit, not just people around me who I care for, but me, it will be beneficial for myself because I deserve it too. Wow. wow. Monica just commented saying, I got curious about was what would happen if I decided to try something different. I can choose not to let it affect me. That's her answer to this question how's not having great coping yeah. skills being a problem for you yeah i agree with that because like we can always choose how we want to react yeah. it's a choice some people think i can't help it that's how i am yes and that's a big fat lie that we're telling ourselves we have the choice to react differently but first of all you have to take responsibility for the fact that you react a certain way and then you say okay I'm responsible for that reaction. How can I choose another path? How can I choose to do something different? So it's it's a process. It's not something that happened overnight. Definitely. But it's possible. Mm -hmm. Very possible. Very, very possible. And in knowing mm -hmm. yourself, you can discover all the little things that you do, that you do automatically, that stop you from taking the actions that, are better for you that no longer exist because you're no longer listening to the previous stories you were telling yourself mm -hmm. so yes it does make a huge difference to what you produce in your reality 
definitely. Absolutely. Well, are we ready for the next next part of our questionnaire? Keep networking. Who should you ask for help when you are trying to improve your emotional balance? Uh, Karen, let's go with you first. Okay, certainly not the toxic people in your life, that's for sure. <laughs> um, somebody who's willing to listen, but not necessarily try and give you advice. Mm -hmm. um, a coach is brilliant, simply because they would ask the questions and let you get the answers. However, it doesn't have to be a coach. It can just be somebody who's willing to just be there for you and let you talk. Because sometimes that's all you need to do is to just talk what's going on for you to get an answer because exactly. every answer is inside mm -hmm. you just need to get it out of here and out of here to the big wide world to find what the answer really is for yourself so just somebody who's prepared to just allow you to talk is brilliant but obviously a coach or anyone who is on that path themselves who can share experiences that always helps. I personally love to be able to chat with people who are on the journey, who can give me better insights into things that will give me a different take on something that perhaps, you know, I think this, but if I hear something different, it changes my perspective. So it opens me up to so much more. And I think that is so, so important. All right. Denise, what will be your answer who should you ask for help when you are trying to improve your emotional balance you have to find a community of people even if it's just a couple of girlfriends or or like mink life motivation where we hang out from time to time where i met monica and uh, arena and a place where you can be yourself and be authentic without feeling afraid to being judged or or put down often people just zip it because they have expressed how they feel and people either ridicule them or say oh suck it up right and just be quiet and you know like you're there's worse than you but in the end like for you when you experience those emotions the worst is you right but being able to talk in an environment where you feel safe, whether, like Karen said, whether it's in a coach, with a coach, with a mentor, with a friend, with a community like Mink Life, I, I feel that it's important to, to have that space where you can feel safe. And if you don't have it right now, if you're listening and say, I have nobody, well, find out how you can come and join us at Mink Life. <laughs> because we, we're here. We're here for you. We're here to support you and listen to you and see how, you know, I have my ears, I can support you. I have, you know, my heart and I can feel you. And, and what you have to say is very important. So don't be afraid to speak up and to share the things you need to talk about. Definitely. To kind of, to summarize what you both said, I like this expression that I've heard from Les Brown, and it is, it's hard to see the picture when you are in the frame. 
So if you lost your balance and you're trying to, to find it again, it's, it's really hard to, to understand, to see what caused it because you are so deep into those emotions. You're so deep into this challenge everything looks catastrophic so when you're hanging out with people who can from the outside look at you and 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 say hey everything is not that bad <laughs> everything is 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 manageable you making it bigger than it is so some people who you trust those are the people who I personally prefer to hang out. And it's, I'm so thankful for technologies, for other people that eventually my paths came to this Zoom space with people from Mink Life that I didn't have that, that community for me. And now I have. And yes, Monica said Mink Life are the best. And I agree with that completely. This is where I'm hanging out for three years already. And um, I hope that that communication, this first of all, that technology will not fail. And we will continue having this option and uh, seeing those people like Karen, like Denise and, and Monica and others. So that, that's, that's for me exactly the same find the community find the people who will help you mm -hmm. to recognize that things are not catastrophic there's there's one thing that you can do you can breathe yeah one exercise i like people to do before we go to the last one is um is see yourself 10 15 years down yeah. the road Right. Like imagine yourself like as an elder, if you're 80, 90 years old, who knows? And then you look at that situation today and ask yourself, is it really that bad? And if you have a difficulty doing that, then go in your past and look at somewhere sometime where life was really hard and you thought that the world was going to end. And now ask yourself, was that that bad? What, did I grow? And, you know, it's all good you know, you move on and life is good and life is okay. So often we lost the perspective of where we are and our atomic bomb as opposed to really is just a firecracker, right? Yes. We, we are blinded. We are wearing those blinds that stop us from seeing the true reality of our roller coasters. But in the end, it's just a speed bump in the road when you think about it. Yeah. So it, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay, gain knowledge. Uh, what is one tip for calibrating your life by focusing on your spiritual practice? And Denise, since you're already talking, let's just go with you. Thank you. Um, one tip. I would say know what you want out of life. Let's go this way. Decide, like introspect, like ask yourself, what do I want my life to be like? What is my goal? What do I want to create in life? What do I want to, to have in the future? How can I be like Karen's going to do for me soon? Because I'll have a call with her to tell me what my future is going to be like. So how can you predict your own future? 
but just by living what you want to experience. Do you want to be happy? Do you want to have the amazing job? Do you want to have the perfect partner? So when you're able to, to live your life and choose where you want to go, you, even if it's like one centimeter at a time, a quarter inch at a time, take your shovel and dig your path. But once you know where you want to go and slowly you build your path and you move in that direction, that will make a huge, huge difference in your life because you have a purpose, you have a direction, you have a mission in your life, and that's going to support you into moving in that direction. All right. So, okay, Karen, what would be your one tip? calibrating your life okay mine's probably going to be slightly different to what most people would expect but my one tip for calibrating your life is to ensure you're hydrated we as busy people tend to forget that we're made up of 70 percent of water and your body to practice any kind of focus has to be hydrated. If you're under hydrated, your brain does not work properly. Your body can't function in the way it needs to. So for me, one of the things I always tell clients is, are you, or ask the question, are you drinking enough water? In doing so, you create a far better body-mind connection. You are more capable of focus. You sleep better. You actually feel better because your body is functioning effectively. And I discovered the practice of ensuring I drunk enough when um, having had bladder cancer, my bladder has a tendency to tell me off if I don't drink enough. And I realized that when I did drink enough, everything worked so much better for me. I was able to work smarter. I was certainly, sorry, my cat's interfering. Um, I was certainly able to get better results. And it made... It just made life easier. And that's what, to me, is all about spiritual practice, is to have an easier life. Not to have to work hard and to struggle, but to be in that place of centered calmness. It makes such a difference. And hydration is part of that. Absolutely. As Monica said, drink water religiously, right? Uh, well, I have to say that for me, Spiritual practice for me happens very often when I am on the move, um, meaning not traveling, although that works beautifully, but even just taking a walk around the um, corner where I live. I, when I'm moving, it helps me to my breathing gets in order, my blood flow gets in order. Um, I try to drink before I go for a move, for a walk. So I think I am hydrated and that helps me just 
make the physical exercise and i know that some people do the meditation and some people do the um whatever practice they 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 use the yoga or some something like that but just switch the activity if you were thinking hard do some physical activity if you was working hard physically just slow down and breathe so make this change and that helps very often to refocus and find your balance there that's that's how i look at it so we came to the very exciting part of our show these are the announcements and denise do you have anything to share with our listeners how we can connect with you absolutely thank you i have been working um for the last little while with empty nesters because i found that empty nesters when the kids leave the house all of a sudden they they find themselves lost they don't know what to do with themselves they don't know who their identity is and so i've created a, an ultimate guide for empty nesters in order to it's a 10 tips process that guides you into what can you do once the kids leave the house and how to prepare yourself and that's good if your kids are soon to be leaving the house so this way you can prepare yourself i call that having an exit strategy for becoming a, a from being full-time parents so your exit strategy from being a full-time parent so it's super exciting to for you to download that and then we'll have a chat afterwards um great thank you denise and karen what about you um, well, I'm happy to offer a 30-minute call with me. Generally, if you have a conversation with me, something changes. I'm able to pick up on things that perhaps you have not been aware of or simply just help you understand better what's going on in your life and why it's happening. The call is complimentary. There's no charge for it. But in the process, you start to see that life can be different and there's no reason why you can't personally make changes in whatever way is appropriate for you to live a calm centered life and that's what we're here for to be calm and centered and to be happy and enjoy the life that we're living we have one life and I very much believe that if you'd make the most of your life those around you will always benefit especially future generations because you teach your children to live differently and that to me is so so important because the future generation are what's going to keep humankind going so yeah i get up a three thirty minute call more than welcome to take advantage of it excellent thank you karen well as for myself i am health strategist and we are talking about how one can make change in your life, how, what smart move you could make and to connect with me and have this conversation, you go to smartmove360.com and book a call with me and we'll see how we can help each other to make that smart move. So um, what do we do for the, yes? 
So Karen, oh, too bad. We're going there. I'll be back later. All right. Mingle announcements. And who is making those announcements? Monica, we can't hear you. We want to welcome everybody and uh, we are excited about what is going on in the Mink Life Motivation world. Um, if you want to be on this show, if you want to be a guest, not just a guest on the couch, but if you actually want to sit on the screen and be a guest, go to minklifemotivation.com backslash live and join us. We would love to hear what your zone of genius is and how you look at your world. And if you love the show and you just don't have time to sit down and watch the video, catch the podcast. It is anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. So um, Monica, are you, I think Monica might be back. Maybe not. Anyway, um, there we are. Can you hear me now? Yes. Awesome. So um, with, I mean, Peggy did a fantastic job. The only thing, other thing I would say is if you are interested in uh, watching the show, uh, we are here every Wednesday and Thursday. So tune in right where you're watching it now so that you can be a part of the show as well. Back to you, Irina. Teamwork makes a dream work. Look at that. Absolutely. I love this Mink Life community. And I also wanted to thank our guests today. Denise and Karen for joining me on our show. This is our third three years anniversary, and I am glad that you were able to join me, join us, and um, have this wonderful conversation. This is so cool that we were able to do that. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And it was a pleasure meeting 